Thank you for listening to Video Games and Comedy Show. You know what I was thinking? What a time to be alive, huh? We can't go anywhere or, or do anything. And I know there are all these fans of Video Games and Comedy Show out there who are just practically begging, is there any more content, any more bonus shows? A mere second of bonus content from this show I'd pay a handsome fee for. A king's ransom, no less. Well, you know what, listener? You're in luck. Video Games A Comedy Show, Call Me By Your Game with Connor McCabe, and Inside Video Games with July Diaz have teamed up under one umbrella to make all of your podcasting dreams come true. If, of course, those dreams were more shows by us, the creators of these shows, patreon.com slash super NPC radio has got you covered. Hours of additional content by all of the creators of these shows can be found starting at just $5 a month, including a brand new weekly podcast called Super NPCs hosted by myself and Connor McCabe, where we take a deep dive into specific games, developers, or game-related topics of our choosing. We've already covered Super Mario Bros. on the NES, Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox, and of course, Sonic Adventure for the Sega Dreamcast. You can also find shows like Call Me By Your Game Co-op, Resident Evil Book Club, and whatever the hell July Diaz is going to do. So if you like this show, if you appreciate this show, and you want to show that appreciation, and you want a little little uh, something something in return go to patreon.com slash super mpc radio we got you covered now please enjoy video games a comedy show Live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gad, and this is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today, it's all about that Final Fantasy VII remake, ladies and gentlemen, part two of our long-awaited two-part series, where first we covered the first half of the game. This is our post-game thoughts, some theories that we have about where it's going, and I have returning with me everyone who was on that show before, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the the uh, the Tifa of the group, uh, uh, Connor McCabe. How you doing, pal? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. He came. He left. Nothing else had changed. I had not changed. Yet nothing would be the same. So good. And I'm so glad to be the Tifa of the group. I think that fits. Tifa of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're a little unsure of yourself, mm, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm uh, spunky. Everyone think every everyone thinks you're the most confident girl in the world. Yeah. You're not. Totally. Confident behind a bar. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. even though, yeah. you know, a lot of the people in town hit on me, I use it to my advantage. So I play them. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, the, the celebrated, um, uh, big old death house of the podcast, the big death house, uh, Mikey Stevens, how you doing, pal? It's cause of that shit pizza that everyone down here is suffering. <laughs> Fuck you, she's out <laughs> Awesome. I'm mad that I'm not the Barrett of the podcast. Uh, it seems a little... Seems like one of those times where you should have just leaned into a little racism <laughs> and been like, he's the black guy, make him the black guy. 
I'm offended. I'm offended. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Redo. 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 The merit of the group. Uh, yeah. Is me. Mikey no. Stevens. <laughs> Curses. Fuck you. She's out. Right. I see. I I had this whole heightening thing planned where I was gonna do a character and then a and then an enemy a random enemy and then something even stupider for PJ. So that that's uh, that's how I was heightening. I accept. Continue. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. the house. I'm the house. Also, I can, also, I can barely hear you now some, for some reason. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Are you quiet? Is he quiet to you guys? Uh, it's okay. Okay. It's fine. And then uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the titular uh, flower of the group, the little one of the flowers that Aerith carries in the flower uh, uh, garden and that she grows, PJ. McCormick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing it. I'm playing both Aerith and Tifa. Oh yeah, I'm hooking up with both. <laughs> See, I was heightening to the flower, to just a flower. Yeah, that's better just than me encouraging whole... racism. That you're right. That's better. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could have like fault. leaned in. You could have <laughs> leaned in on PJ's more and just and made him Shiva, because he's, he's such a nice queen. I think. You could have leaned in there. Mm. <laughs> I also think like, uh, yeah, yeah, you could do Shiva. I think maybe PJ would be like maybe a good Zach of the group. Oh, Zach. Mm. Great Zach. Zach. Oh, I would like that. Mikey's Barrett, PJ's Zach, uh, Connor's Tifa, and I'll be... Uh, Wedge. You know, I'll be Wedge. Sick. You know? Dude, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hu- I'm hungry for some screen time, right? <laughs> That's what Wedge was hungry for. <laughs> Uh, no, I couldn't be more excited to revisit this. I haven't really, you know, once I, once I beat it, I kind of just like put it away and like, st- and like just processed it and like big mistake. I know. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> yeah. PJ famously platinum the game, which, uh, you know, coming up in our main event later, when we end up talking about this, that is the first question I want to know is like what it took to platinum it and what your experience was with that. But before well, we get not into only, that, not only did I platinum it. I finished the game on my first run, then I picked up the OG game, <laughs> beat that, and then right after that went straight into uh, my Platinum Remake uh, run-through, which also includes multiple run-throughs of multiple cha- of multiple chapters so I could get certain cutscenes. That is... Absolutely Damn. phenomenal. Only, only, uh, only a true fan, only a true hero could could have uh, faced that Goliath, <laughs> yeah. you know, and come out the other side. So we we're proud of you, it's, sir. It's almost uh, as if PJ has his own many Final Fantasy VII timelines. Oh, oh, hey, oh. I like that. I like where that direction's going. <laughs> um, so PJ, in one in these timelines, um, we'll just take this one for example. What have you been playing? <laughs> It, oh, in my current timeline? In, this, in your current timeline, yeah. <laughs> um, well, just I've for been example. i Ghost of Tsushima. For an example. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, 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 okay. Hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically this time, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, hypothetically, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> hypothetically, I'm also trying to platinum that game. Because um, it, it just lent itself so well to like um uh completing everything in it you know so like there's three acts and they all take place in like part of the island of Tsushima so you can just go through and spend like 20 does hours that, on the first part of the island does that mean you've already island. beat the game and you're going back through I've it? beaten I've 100%ed the first act 
And now that I've done that, I'm like, well, I have to do act two and three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, oh, so I guess you really like the game then, huh? Would you recommend it? Because I'm looking at that one's on the horizon for me. I got to get through Last of Us 2, but then I've got my eyes on that. So should I play it? You know what? Like after going from Final Fantasy 7 and being completely obsessed with that and then being completely destroyed by Last of Us Part 2, <laughs> I feel like it's it's actually like a nice break from reality. Cool. That's why I'm so obsessed. Like I get to I get to live in like this beautiful landscape that is um, feudal Japan. Mm. Um, and I don't think about all the nasty stuff that's happening oh, in the world. PJ, it makes yeah. me so happy to hear you specifically say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But of course I still bring up the nasty stuff. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got like it. it wouldn't be me on a podcast if I didn't bring up some kind of depressing information. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I like cherry blossoms, so Ooh, yeah. <laughs> they look good in 4K. I bet they look good in 4K. Mikey Stevens. Yay. The master. Huh. Yeah. The game master. Yeah, I'm a game master. You could say the that. Dungeon Master. Yeah. Uh, uh, the funny, Story Crafter. Funny that you should say that because a game that I recently got uh, is not a video game. Can I talk about that? Can I talk uh, about here, that? Let, let, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah, definitely. Right, hear me Go out. For hear it. me out. Uh, I it. got this, I got Gloomhaven. <laughs> Uh, which is this insane board game and took forever to try and set up uh, and have barely done anything. Literally, the game like is like 30 pounds. Like, it's so heavy. There's so much shit in it. Uh, anyway, I tried playing that. What? Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. Wow. It's nuts. Um, but that's is not a video g- game. The, I won't talk about it. Is the game... Is the game like lift this and get stronger? Yep. Yeah. Is did you buy weights? No, no, no. I bought it and oh, it's, I played Gloomhaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got two. He got two fifteen-pound dumbbells. Yeah, yeah. I got it, and once you lift it, then you just give it back to the delivery dude. You're like, oh, I beat so it. You, oh, so nice. you platinum that too? Yeah, I platinum it, it yeah. immediately. So I just Easy. wanted to say, is the de- is the is the delivery guy a spotter at the bench? <laughs> I guess you could say that. I mean, this was at a 24-hour fitness, but okay. I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess. I guess. Yeah, he was a spotter. Yeah. He looked like a delivery dude. I mean, he was dressed mm. like in like classic delivery uniform. He got like gym shorts and like mm-hmm. um, a tank, tank top. top. And yeah. um, he was sweating. He was sweating a lot. He was really sweaty. Yeah. Uh, really muscular. He's really like inspiring. Sure. Says inspiring things. You know, right. let me ask you something else. Do you pay him fifty dollars an hour to um, <laughs> accept your delivery? I don't know. You said that like you don't pay your delivery dude fifty dollars an hour. That's fucking weird. Anyway, yeah, I pay my delivery guy. The plus right, it's COVID right. time, so you know you gotta kick him the nice tip. You know, Mikey always makes it sound so fun. COVID time. <laughs> <laughs> COVID time, baby. Uh, he talks about COVID time the way of that like white dads talk about the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, COVID time. It was a different time. Uh, so let me ask you that. So you, uh, 
I've been playing He's, some you video bought a games. Board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought a board game. How? Um. Uh. It sounds like a real board game, if you know what I mean. B o r e d. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I've been playing. Uh, I will. I'll bring up uh, one that we all play together. I'll, I'll. I'll. I steal it. I steal it for me and me only. Uh, it's Fall Guys. Uh, I've been playing Fall Guys recently. Uh, Hell yeah, dude! You guys may or may not have been uh, with me when we were doing that, but that's a super fun game. Very fucking stupid and silly. Um. Uh. Uh. What do you call that? It's not like Mario Party, but it's one of those types of games that has a bunch of mini games. It it kind of does. I heard someone. I heard someone say that it feels like a Royale meets Mario Party, where Mm, there's like like, you know this enormous group of people um, trying to all be the one victor. It's except in this way, there's a lot less control that you have on it. Uh, and it's way goofier, and you're doing mini games. Yes. So, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. So, anyway, please. that was a blast flopping around with you guys, fucking running yeah. into shit. And that was great. Great game. Have you played any more since we played uh, yesterday? Absolutely not. No. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So you're not jumping in there trying to get in that when we're not all nah, like hanging out. I mean, out. part of yeah, the fun yeah, of yeah. it was shooting the shit with you guys, but I would, I would yeah. happily do it again. It was very fun. You know, it, yeah. Like, and if Stevens, if you want to play that like by yourself, that that's fine. Just like let us know. Just nah. like communicate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Darn. Nope. I don't yeah. play anything without um, without you guys. It's okay to play without us. I'm just I want to know if you're doing it. Well, I don't. So okay. I mean, sometimes we're busy, you know. And, and as you said before, it's COVID no, time, so you've got to. You should probably play some games, dude. <laughs> to celebrate, to commemorate, <laughs> yeah, to celebrate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's really great. Uh, yeah, we all had a, a blast doing that. I had to jump off a little early, unfortunately, but July took my spot. How did July end up doing? Awful. <laughs> Awful. It took him a while to get connected. And then when he finally did, he, you know how there's like three mini games and then the final one, he lost in the first one. <laughs> so he wow. was like, oh, g- glad I like waited all that time to download it, play one game. <laughs> hey, man. I've said it before. I'll say it again. July's a sucker. All right. Um, uh, Connor McCabe, what you been playing? Um, You know, I was one of those lucky. Uh, participants i think all four it was it was literally the four of us uh and then july play fall guys yesterday um which i am like so excited about that game i want to play it a lot like i said to you guys it seems like a perfect game to stream so totally plan to do that with all y'all and another and another friend of mine uh, ours liz adams um and then uh, I've been, of course, revisiting Final Fantasy VII Remake today, and I mean, I guess an announcement is that I beat that game this week, which is... Yeah! Well, yeah. Uh, I only, you know, got... I played consistently, like y'all, I was behind everyone, but I get to the final boss, as famously we know, I lose to Sephiroth, uh, because... Oh, like lost to the cutscenes. I, I did lose to the cutscenes, you know, trying to use my limit breaks and my, like, <laughs> big heels when it would, like, cut away from the battle, and not just, you know, hold them for when this cutscene stops, but eliminate them entirely. <laughs> uh, so, and it wasn't like a... I, I think I should should come clean to the listener it truly wasn't like a. am frustrated i never want to play this game again for whatever reason i just 
it's almost like I couldn't pick it up. Maybe I had some sort of like anxiety that I wasn't thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. But beat that game and if like I'm playing through it again. But what's taken up the most of my uh, playtime is Final Fantasy <laughs> X. I've been sticking with it. I'm like 20 some maybe 20 hours in and like the story i really i actually really like the story even though some of it doesn't it, there's some like uh continuity stuff that's a little shaky but i'm i'm okay with it the characters are super weird but i like them and even though there's some like stuff that might be problematic and then but the battling is amazing I can't tell you how much I love being able to switch out a character and that character yeah. use a move with that character and not have to just that be the turn. Um, yeah. And it almost makes the it makes me excited to battle where even in games that I do like the battle systems in, sometimes there are moments in those games that make you that I just want to avoid battles, but I should want to be in them. So uh, this game is awesome. I love all the characters. Like you said, Jeremy, I'm like, really not using Kamari unless it's a very specific like thing. Um, it sucks because he's the coolest looking of all the characters. Kamari's really cool. Uh, yeah. But So I usually ride with like a base. Uh, it depends on where you are. And that's kind of fun for me too is that like based on the enemies I'm encountering, I know who to start with and what sort of rhythm to get in and like what sort of like steps to take in the battles. I could use a little more variety, but it works well. So I've been riding with like usually something like Oren or Lulu are almost always in my party. And then maybe like Yuna, Waka, and Titus switch in and out. But I did use Riku recently um, oh. on this really difficult like boss that I thought I was going to lose to. Like her grenades helped me. You know those, uh, you've played the game, Jeremy. You know yeah. the Seymour? The you know Seymour's like half human, half something mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. Whatever the something else's are, um, which I, <laughs> it's calling something like a... Like a <laughs> A, a like a, a, a made up nationality something else is, is pretty problematic but um whatever they are yeah. they were these they would like shield this boss by like healing the boss and themselves automatically but mm-hmm. her grenades were able to like i was able to like stack two turns in one and take them out so yeah uh i've got this great move anything that's like a robot did you know th- about this all you have to do is a uh, steal from that from those robots and she by stealing she pulls the robot apart so it just crumples so oh, she can one hit kill uh all oh, the robots wow. in Damn. the game yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that so is awesome. and, and there's and right they're now. like little annoying little suckers you know they're Dude. all around and you just yeah you just she just steals yeah it's oh. it, that's a fun game i yeah i played that a couple years ago I, for the first time i loved 10 actually i, yeah, I really loved awesome. it I know we're talking about seven today, but a couple things that I really appreciate about it, especially today, is um, that I want to hear if you guys felt the same way or or saw was following this was um, the whole like the obviously you know everyone in this like world is so rooted in the faith and these like uh, summoners or whatever and they're bl- like to like almost blindly loyal to this church and then as the story goes on you sort of you know spoiler alert learn that it's kind of bullshit. And, uh, the, but like the way that people are being like persecuted in that game or judged in that game is the same way that we do that, you know, in our society. And then also like, you know, Waka being like, like just racist against Riku because she's now bed and like him learning, Oh, well someone was like, didn't you like her before you found this out? And it's like a really dumbed down, simple version of like looking at that sort of thing. But 
I did appreciate that it's there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not yeah, absent. Especially for like, like I was like a teenager when I played that game. So like, you know, being um, exposed to that at a young age is is good, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Also, I, yeah, yeah. I want- it has one of the most, the more like straightforward narratives of a yes. Final Fantasy game. Like mm-hmm. it it's feels the most like a, like you can actually follow it and you know connect emotionally to what's going yeah. on. Like they they mm-hmm. use those mappings, right? Those little analog moves. Like, oh, this is this is our you know our metaphor for racism, and this is our metaphor for you know uh, classism or what you know whatever it is or religion, anti-religious message. But it's but it's like clearly kind of like four kids. But it's like, uh, yeah, I just I just remember being straightforward. Whereas like most of the Final Fantasies, you're kind of like. Look, yeah, it's it's far more even if it is so wacky and some of the stuff's very weird, it's pretty dang coherent. Uh, and I mean, the whole game is like I really haven't had a lot of stuff or anything in this game that I'm getting stumped by or like, where do I go? Because it's very linear, but I like that. And then last thing I want to shout out was PJ. I feel like every week your background gets cooler and cooler for the people watching the video. Now you've got like, <laughs> yeah. you've got that thing behind you. And like, this is a, the second guitar on the pod. Cause Jeremy's got one, but hey, Oh yeah. You know what? I just, um, I, I turned my uh, laptop to uh, a different side of the room. It looks great. <laughs> That's what happened. It looks really awesome. So instead of a cold white, uh, door, um, I actually put the cool looking, the only cool looking thing in my bedroom up <laughs> on the screen. Nice. You're on your way to becoming a, a streamer, my friend. Yeah. PJ, <laughs> th- that background with that guitar there just makes me want to say, stay away from my daughter, all right? <laughs> hey, man, if she comes over, I can't stop her. <laughs> of course, in this scenario, Jeremy's daughter and PJ are the same age. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just want to be clear. Um, so I finally beat Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. Let me get myself one of these. Uh, you know, I, I found myself like obviously really wanting to talk about it as soon as I beat it and realizing like nobody wants to talk about Red Dead oh, 2 right man. now. Like, I, hey, anytime. Like, anytime, brother. Let's talk seriously? about it. Seriously? Hell yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. Oh. I might do a little bonus thing about it because I just have so many thoughts. And you know when you like see a movie too long after it's come out and everyone's just like, I don't want to talk about the fantastic yeah, I, Mr. Fox. Like, I'm super <laughs> grateful that we kind of uh, banded together on this title, on the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I kind of had that for Red Dead. I was like a yeah. little yeah. bit behind. Um, like not that long. I didn't get a PS4 that far. Like, I don't know. I don't remember how quite how far, but it was like, Definitely the moment had passed and I had no one to talk about. And all right. I wanted to do was talk about mm-hmm. that game. So Mikey was wandering around to, you know, different anyone. convenience stores Excuse and me, grocery sir? stores and being like, can <laughs> Please, you talk sir. about yeah. Red Dead too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you beat it fast oh, yeah. too. That was your thing. You beat it in a tunnel, did like not television. fuck around. Uh, PJ, skipped all you... the cutscenes. <laughs> I <laughs> got straight to the I end. Didn't see... He was all about the gameplay, right? He didn't, yeah. he didn't I didn't care see... about that story. I literally probably saw like maybe a quarter of that game my first playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For how I played it. Yeah. PJ, yeah. did you play it? Yeah, played it, beat it. Uh, Love the story. That that's that that's one of the games that transcends. You know. 
video game as a medium um kind of like you know not at the same level as like last of us but there's a moment um near the end spoiler alert uh but i'll be vague about it where like you're on your last ride Mm -hmm. on your horse and um you can't skip the ride at all you have to go through it and then they start playing that song yeah and i got goosebumps Same, when yeah. i played i almost cried also, it's yeah. a, that's the it's, game where i almost cried last of us i 100 percent cried so like cried. that song is a d'angelo song also who yeah uh, has been so gone from like he, he dropped the project not that long ago but it had been like a decade since he put that out so yeah for me that like was super moving that like he was mm-hmm. on that project too during that particular moment you're describing that game's fucking d'angelo great. did a red dead a song for red dead 2 dude yeah it's, dude it's <laughs> and it just it comes like out of nowhere what is it dude it's fucking dope it's Ooh, so dope uh do yourself a favor watch the um what is it the video game the video game awards yeah like the one that jeff kiley yeah. does they do a live orchestra um like medley of all the red dead redemption oh. songs and oh, it is cool. amazing very cool thanks Peach. that song that is, is called cool. unshaken I mean, I it it's called unshaken oh. yeah it's a fucking it's great it's a jam. i mean i i i finished that game and i was just like I was telling my roommates about it. You know, they don't care. You know, I was just like, I was texting, I was texting you and uh, McCaller and I, I just, anyone who I knew played it. And I, I feel like we should do something about that story because, you know, I haven't played Last of Us 2 yet, but I feel like Red Dead 2, Last of Us 2 probably took the baton from Red Dead 2 and kept running with it story-wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like that story did transcend that game in a way where it was like, oh, this is... This is doing something that's a little bit more important. Like I remember, like like the Dutch, the arc for Dutch. I was just like, "It's good, yeah." This is really good. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I both empathize with this guy and know why he needs to die. Kind right. of like both, you know. Like, let, let me ask you something. How did you play um, Valor wise? Were you a good guy or a bad guy? Hard, like hard maxed good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I think that that made the ending hit even harder for me, because yeah. like if you think of it, like um, like I, I'm such a fucking Hideo fan, but like um, in MGS four, he kind of touched on this kind of ego death thing, mm-hmm. where you're playing as everyone's favorite special agent from PlayStation, Solid Snake, but now he's an old man, and the whole game is a slow crawl to your demise and he doesn't pull the trigger at the end because Hideo's team told him it would be too upsetting for fans Mm -hmm. and I wish that he did and so Red Dead Redemption took that baton I feel like uh, because in video games it's completely different from reading a book or a movie or something uh, where the main character dies because you're in control it's you that is dying Mm -hmm. so it is up to you to finish the mission to, that leads to your death. Yeah. And that is a psychological mindfuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Hideo Kojima, after Red Dead, I decided to... I'm, I'm, Last of Us is next on my list. I'm borrowing it from McCaller. Thank you, McCaller. Um, can't wait to play. It's already installed. But before that, I'm going to hit up these two games that I've wanted to play for a long time. And they're both the uh, the first two... Not the first two, but they're, they're some early Hideo Kojima games. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but one is called Snatcher. 
It is like a uh, Sega CD game. Never got released in America, but there's a fan translation, so I'm going to play that. And then I picked oh, nice. this up. I don't know if this means anything to you, but uh, a game he made called Police Knots. Oh, yeah. oh no. Uh, Throw that this is shit a, uh, more like not friend. police. Am I right? right? So, so, so. Good news. That game could kiss you my don't ass. Play, you don't play as a as a police knot. Oh wow! You play as an ex police knot. Nope. So nope. I was happy. I was happy that at least. You know what's even worse too is like the game is is also trying to be Lethal Weapon. Like it really likes the movie <laughs> Lethal Weapon. So it's like it's like two shitty things at once but i want i really wanted to play those because i'd never you know they're they're uh they're kind of like visual novels kind of like adventure games um with like the only kind of action mechanic you have is like a you can do it's like a time crisis like shooting gallery mm. levels stages or whatever mm -hmm. but yeah so i'm gonna finish those out and then do I, I have plans to do something special with them for this show um Probably actually something over at Super NPC. So, Ooh. Connor, fun. Hey, I'm buckling. Get ready. R.I.P. Connor. I'm buckling up, Buckaroo. <laughs> uh, you know, do you do you all look forward to the day? You know, we're talking about police knots, which you're playing an ex-police knot in that game. But like in maybe five years, ten years, I'm being very optimistic when you know defunding the police have been defunded at this point, and there are more like social workers <laughs> and people working these jobs. <laughs> Again, very optimistic. But like when we put. Well, we're going to be playing these <laughs> games that are like all like social worker games at that point. Yeah. It's probably what's going to happen. Let me just say. I want to play Connor, social worker I not. Fucking, I hope. I hope this, <laughs> this dream version of the universe happens, brother. Jeremy, I can you really play the do. song? That goes, we've yeah. got high hopes. <laughs> oh, can yeah, sure. Right I got, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> cool. You guys like TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, Hideo Kojima, though, I mean, like, great storyteller. I'm really digging the vibes of these games. Like, it's really him just doing Blade Runner twice. Like, he just loved Blade Runner back in the 90s. So, um, kind of kind of excited to get through those. And then, yeah, it's off to The Last of Us. Uh, man, there's just there's so many games, mm -hmm. so much going on right now. It, yeah. it really is just a, uh, you know... It's, it's up for the. T it's up. You know. It's, it's, it's. Not, it would be frustrating if it was something that you could be frustrated about. But it's really just good. A good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're at the end of a generation cycle. That's yeah. when all the good shit comes out. Yeah, that's true, man. Like really good stuff for those systems come out mm. right at the end every time. Uh, speaking of which, though, we should probably get into the news. Uh, a lot of news happened, and a lot of news happened pretty recently. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff pulled up, but if you guys want to talk about anything, just let me know. Uh, the PlayStation State of Play uh, happened. Thing happened. I, you know, uh, it sucks because like Nintendo Direct, if Nintendo Directs were like a gold medal, a, a State of Play wouldn't even be a silver. It would be like down in the shitty. It would be like a chocolate bar or something. You know, it's like. It it, it just go, sucks kid. You tried. so bad. You tried I mean, your best. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your chocolate. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have I have pulled up here a list of games that got uh, they got showcased. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four, uh, Stevens um, was uh, psyched about that. Sick, sick. Uh, Hitman Three VR, we you know okay, uh, Braid Anniversary Edition <laughs> that could be cool for people who have never played that. Yeah, I think. yeah. If you've never played Braid, definitely. 
Yeah. Uh, the Pathless. I think we were all the most excited about the Pathless. Am I right? Which, can you remind me which one that was? Oh, that the, was like, the, uh, the Breath of the Wild. Like, the oh, where she shoots the like yeah. thing. That did, I, oh, that yeah. looked tight. Very intrigued. Yeah, that looked cool. Uh, Splunky 2. A lot of people are excited about that. Um, I'm I'm okay on it. I, I'm okay excited. I think not a lot of you guys have probably played Splunky, the first one. Yeah, it's a roguelike. I mean, if you guys like that, uh, Aeon Must Die, which is a game that PJ, I think you posted into our group chat. Like all, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Like all of the developers quit. Yeah, the project for that because apparently the CEO is like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, um, uh, they uh, the um. They weren't getting paid, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like I think that they uh, they turned in their resignation and they recorded it like an audio of it, and the CEO just said no, go back to your desks, basically. Wow. Um, so that may be dead. That game. Dang. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's it's, wild. it's like Sony clearly does not have a lot to show, right? Because we're getting stuff like bug snacks and stuff but uh aeon must die like i think we all kind of thought hey this looks yeah pretty definitely cool. looks it looks really cool it's cool. it's like blending um it's it's too it's a plat like um it's a side scroller beat yeah. em up right yeah it was like, kind of like so, a fighting yeah, game like a fighting game. straight up fighting game at times like yeah uh it was very yeah. highly stylistic um very futuristic yeah, it, it could have been like a great game, but now knowing all this um, about the behind the scenes stuff, like I, I don't want to pay for that. Skip you know, it. I don't yeah. want to support that. It's, it's like sad, paying for a yeah. UCB you know that show you, nowadays. It's like I, oh, <laughs> I feel you. Like I, I, yeah, because I, I don't, I wouldn't want my money to go to the shitty people. I would want it to go to these developers. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, that probably wouldn't be the case. Right. Yeah, it's shame. not like they have like uh, points like an actor does in a movie. What if the game does so well? <laughs> right. Yeah, at least I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No, no way. way. No way. Mm. Um, we had Anno Mutationum, which I don't even remember. That is that. That's no. that two D three D game. Okay, that's the one where it's like the you were like the woman running oh, in two D. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bug snacks, I cannot even look at. Disgust me so much. You don't like uh, you don't like old curly curly fry arm guy. No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't get it, and I don't like it. Stevens, um, can we get can we get a real quick uh, one line of dialogue from curly cur- curly fry arm? Yeah. All right. Hey, just ketchup on my arm. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, Damn. Yeah, so is he like, happy good. or excited? No, or just he's like he's it? like quit confusing my body for something you're gonna mm. eat i'm a person right he just right. Have wow so he's like fry. talking about healthy boundaries that's really yeah cool. yeah that is Dang, cool. that was that was a, a lot of people don't know is in this game and it's actually that's actually what it's all about um so <laughs> it is about healthy boundaries. It, but it's really doing mm. some progressive dope shit so <laughs> well you know who i don't think has very healthy boundaries uh darth vader <laughs> Uh, Star Wars <laughs> Vader Immortal was announced. Oh yeah, the VR, VR Star Wars. That yeah, that VR looked, Vader. That looked good actually. I'd play that. Yeah, I you know I remember when that Connect game came out and everyone got so excited because you could like 
you know, be a lightsaber. You could hold a lightsaber. You could be a it. lightsaber? You could be a <laughs> li- your own lightsaber. Um, hopefully it'll be good, you know. Control DLC got announced. Uh, pedestrian. Looks like a it looked cool. quirky little platform. Puzzler. Yeah, it looked cool. Uh, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Looks like a oh, potentially yeah. fun multiplayer game. Totally. Um, it looked like Tem-tem. a maybe better take on... Uh, for Honor, I don't know if you guys are yeah. hip to that game, which was mm-hmm. like a free to play or not free to play, but a f- PS Plus game that I checked out. And mm-hmm. boy, it's rough. It's got a lot of problems. Rough, huh? Uh, but seems like maybe a stab at that again on a next gen console might like iron some of that shit out. Uh, oh. Looked kind of cool to me. Yeah, like a. Uh- an a, like a third person version of like a team fortress two or something might be kind of interesting where we are all, you know, to get like, we're all like assassins yeah. going after another team right. could be kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I, um, I, I do. I like the fundamental idea of combat, but all melee I think is cool. Yeah. For like an online, mm. uh, fighting game like that. Like, as opposed to like, Call of Duty or any of the other game that's out where we're shooting each other. It's right. like, I have right. to like run at you and like out fucking do you. I think like right. the real like tricky thing is, you know, just like syncing up shitty internet and like, but it's like if you could do it well where people did have strong enough connections and it could be almost feel like kind of like a from software combat mm-hmm. experience where you have to like time and mm-hmm. parry i think there's yeah. like so much potential in the idea of that type of game that i don't think they've delivered on anybody has yet but i think is like a dope yeah. direction yeah. that's an interesting that's an, yeah that's an interesting idea like a like a yeah. bloodborne multiplayer right. or something I, I would love that because the reason i don't play games like call of duty is um it's just too twitchy you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's too fast paced for me and so what i'm just gonna like run around the map and then get killed instantly uh, a minute into the game this isn't fun but if they had i think one of the reasons i like fall guys is because it is so much slower paced um uh the game mechanics uh are um you're I was saying like it's like playing as a drunk toddler. Yeah. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's a good description. And that's more fun to me. Like we can have 60 people on the screen and we're all moving at like a very moderate pace. Yeah. So if they can do that with a um, like some kind of battle system online, I would be all over that. Mm. Dang. Yeah. That, that Stevens, you might have come up with the best game idea I've ever heard. Well, of. I, I you might want yeah. to keep that to yourself. I'm not, you know I'm, I, mean? I can't take full credit for it. Cause I, the first game that I played in recent year, well, first of all, for honor, uh, I remember them announcing it and I mm. remember that's what I kind of pictured in my head. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not what it is, but at least, you know, the actual combat didn't feel anything like from software or any of those games at all. But the closest game that I've played, that's, kind of like that and comes close and I had a lot of fun playing is a game called Absolver. Uh, yeah. And that game's yeah. fucking really, really dope. Uh, yeah. And, and came close to the mark uh, for something like yeah. that but still has its has its issues. But 
I had a lot of fun I playing think that. I got. I think I. I think I have that. Like from a PS Plus. Yeah. Download it's, at one point. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Temtem is going to come to the PS5, which is interesting. That's like a Pokemon-like game. And then Godfall is the new Gearbox game that they're really touting. They're really pushing God. They gave a lot of time to Godfall. They're really pushing it hard. Um, it, it's looking like kind of maybe we'll see what the launch lineup is for PS5 exactly, but Godfall might be the, the thing you get you know, with your PS5. Like It might be the game to get day one. Um, if you want to like get on there, do multiplayer and stuff, uh, you know, with, with your friends, uh, Stevens is, uh, shamelessly devoted to Godfall. Yeah, he thinks it. it's <laughs> might be the best game he's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us are more skeptical. I think I, hundred percent acknowledge that it looks shitty and I'm going to get it <laughs> still, uh, <laughs> that I acknowledge yeah. the genericness of it, uh, but I, I will have fun with that. I will have fun. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. I, I like uh, this is a reference to a different episode. But you were talking about Fable, uh, and mm. you were kind of like, you know what? When it comes to good and evil choices, I just want them to be clear. I don't want gray area. Uh, mm. Like I, you like that kind of thing for a game like that, where you're just like getting loot. I kind of want it to be streamlined and generic as far as like fighting through it because the point is to like get better shit that's the whole point of playing diablo or warcraft or any of those games destiny anything you're just trying to get better shit so like i don't need it to be i don't need a complex fighting system i need one that feels good and is fun Mm -hmm. that because you're doing it over and over and over and i think that's where some games miss the mark is they try to do, they try to reinvent the wheel when it's like, that's not what is going to make this successful necessarily. And I think Anthem is a big, big, uh, they try to do way too much, but they didn't have like simple, fun combat. And you have to do it so yeah. often that it just failed. Uh, so yeah. that's my take. That's what I'm going to I'm going to Godfall. That's a good and that is a, I feel like that's a great segue into Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> which checks all of those boxes. God, if we were there, it would be the perfect se- segue. Uh, but we got to talk about Pikmin 3 Deluxe. <laughs> uh, that is a game I will be getting day one. I'm, I, I've never played a Pikmin game, but I've always been interested in that series. Uh, Connor, have you ever played Pikmin? I know you're a GameCube yeah, I am a GameCube, and I've <laughs> I've I, I've played. I've never owned any of them, but I've gotten to play one and two a little bit, and it's always been a game that I've never gotten the chance to like continue to come back to because I haven't owned it. So mm. I think I haven't thought about it, but Jeremy, in all likelihood, the I, this is a game that I might two weeks out be like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna get it. I don't know if I want to buy right, that right now. Right. And then t- a day before, I'm like, well, I could just go to Best I Buy. I literally did that with Animal Crossing and couldn't <laughs> be more happier with that choice. Made the right choice. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very used to at this point buying Nintendo Switch games and then never opening them and then forgetting I have them. I.e., Paper Mario. I've oh I, my gosh, I totally forgot that game came out and that I own it. Um, so wow. I will continue to do that. The two that I'm looking forward to doing that with are Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and Pikmin 3. Cool. Oh, Crystal Chronicles. I'm there. Keep them in the shrink wrap. Can I ask you a question? Um, 
Um, yep. What the fuck is a Pikmin? <laughs> oh, it's like a walking carrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more what questions. Is that, what, is, what does that do for you? That, no Anything? more. No more questions. I don't need to know <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, I'll get it. Day well, one. Walking carrot. Yeah, day one. Yeah, on, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I want to talk about this just announcement in general. This is something that people have speculated would inevitably come to Switch. We've seen a lot of Wii U ports, um, but I think because of Nintendo's lack of communication, a couple things have been happening. It, but uh, like, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, pretend like they haven't been communicating because they've been tweeting but no actual directs um right and it's nice to get you know know that there's something else coming from them that's not paper mario this year um but it is strange i'm almost like i see a tweet and i'm like whatever but i'm also the Mm. person who's like just like our president (laughs) oh yeah you know what that's what i say um but i'm also the person who when we don't get a direct for 11 months now I'm like well they're not communicating and and we don't know anything and I'm like you know what it doesn't fucking matter because there's so much good shit to play out there that if they didn't release any shit after this I'd be disappointed but I'm I'm, what I'm saying is I'm fine I'm fine (laughs) right yeah you seem fine yeah you don't seem like a paranoid uh, boyfriend or something Uh, why are you texting me I think you know they're definitely going to have a whole ho- like a whole lineup of holiday games. I mean, uh, Pikmin is com- right. comes out in October, so no, no, they're definitely going to have something big for November. Yeah, November is going to be a shitstorm of uh, of games and releases. Yeah, it'll be something. It's something big because they they they're going to want to compete a little bit with you know the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Breath Series of the Wild too. November. Yeah, so it could be oh. that. If I my my theory is they're gonna do a big Mario thing and Breath of the Wild two this year. I, that's what I think. I think, I, but I don't know. Because, you, you mean like an Odyssey two or what do you? What? No, the Mario no, a thing? collection. Oh, okay. Um and three uh, D World. I think they're gonna port that over. Um, cool. while we're on that subject, mm. I, I, so we've been speculating, and you know, there's been rumors of this like three D collection, these remasters coming for the thirty fifth anniversary. And I I don't not believe that. I think that's probably inevitable. But mm-hmm. when will they announce that? We're, you know, we're approaching mid-August now. Like, yeah. when do you think we'll hear that from them? Or will it just be like, hey, on Tuesday we got a tweet. It's all coming out. Yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. they want to make a yeah. bigger deal about that if it happens? I don't know, man. Every month we hear a rumor they're going to do a direct and then it doesn't happen. So Yeah, and then it's a, like a partner direct or whatever. But, you know, to be fair, I have heard... A rumor that August they're going to do a direct. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I could also see Breath of the Wild 2 being... Because next year is Zelda's 35th birthday. Yeah. So it could be next year, early next year maybe. Around that Animal Crossing time. That would yeah. be cool. March Nick, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, friend of the show, Nick Limone, on the Breath of the Wild episode with, with you, Stevens, the, the co-op episode of Call Me mm-hmm. By Your Game. Which you can find on patreon.com slash radio. Yes, you can. $10 tier. Uh, and hey, if you want to try it out, it's also in my the regular show's feed. But Nick speculated. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> nah, it's uh, 10 bucks. It for free. It's 10 Shit. bucks. <laughs> no, nah, it's 10 bucks, I think. Yeah. Um, he w- He said the same thing. He's like, yeah, I actually think it's going to come out at March of next year so the four-year anniversary or whatever 
and he, you know, he works for IGN. He does. So. He was very adamant that he didn't know anything, and yeah, I think he was he being honest. But knows stuff. <laughs> he knows that guy. Yeah, that that's so and so guy. Uh, last thing but not least thing, <laughs> Rocksteady uh, pretty much announced they're going to be doing a Suicide Squad game. Uh, they did so in what I would describe as maybe the most annoying, like, fucking annoying, like, announcement photo ever, which is, like, S- Superman with a crosshair on his head that just says Suicide Squad. Because Was this in the state of play? Did we miss this? No, no, oh, this was today in a, in a oh, tweet. Gotcha, they tweeted gotcha. this picture out, and it's Superman. He's got like a Suicide Squad crosshair on his head. So Rocksteady was always supposed to make a Superman game. That was like the rumor. So the joke here is that, nah, we're not doing Superman. We're doing Suicide Squad. <laughs> and uh, I hate Suicide Squad. Does anyone else uh, like, does anyone like Suicide Squad? I think, uh, I, I don't even know what it is. I think, honestly, <laughs> I think friend of the show, Costanza, Nick Costanza has a good take in that I think the content we got for Suicide Squad soured uh, any of our intake of any kind of new Suicide Squad shit. Because uh, I, yeah. I always liked the idea of Suicide Squad of like, oh, all the mm-hmm. villains get together and they have to like do the thing. But uh, we got that bullshit ass movie and now straight up I'm like I hear Suicide Squad and I like re- yeah. knee jerk reaction I'm like Ugh, yucky yeah you know? I think yeah. a Jared Leto sending a fish <laughs> right. to the cast right <laughs> yeah so that's kind of a bummer I mean Rocksteady is a great developer and I'm sure this is going to be a really fun game to play it's just you know on some level I want to be playing you know Batman or Superman or even the Flash you know Green uh lantern or something you know i don't want to be playing uh who who's a guy who who's deathstroke is that yeah i I definitely deadshot deadshot care less about (laughs) it's like who the fuck is the suicide squad but um i think aesthetically it makes sense because it's like you know they do all the batman shit so it's like I don't know what their take on like a kind of like vibrant fun hero mm-hmm. would be. If that makes sure. sense. So I don't know. Maybe they, you know, it's a bunch of villains kind of fits still. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to salvage any kind of hope for it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if Rocksteady does a game, it's going to be big. I think people are going to play it. It's not, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I just, it's like, ugh, man, like, you know, you know when you really want a cool thing and then you get like, Grapes. Instead of getting like Legos, you get like Mega Blocks. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you get grapes? Is that what you <laughs> I said? don't know, man. I just. <laughs> yeah, you get I wanted a pizza and I got grapes. <laughs> Bullshit, man. Pe- grapes aren't pizza. Well, have they outright said that it's going to be Suicide Squad? I mean, it's just the image, right? Right. Of yeah. Superman with crosshairs on him. It could still be a Superman game. You know what I mean? My hope is that um, maybe they do some cool DC shit and he's in it or something. Maybe it's like a, you know, fun sprawled out. You get some fun DC characters in there. But it says, I mean, the article I'm reading on GameSpot's like Suicide Squad game announced by Batman developer Rockstar. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. know. I think it's a puzzle game. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I mean, it's puzzling me, that's for sure. Okay, let's uh, close out the news. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all things post-game in Final Fantasy VII, last half in post-game, and, and, and our theory, so stay tuned.
everyone. This is Connor McCabe, almost good boy and host of the nostalgic video game podcast, Call Me By Your Game. Call Me By Your Game is a show where I bring on a guest and interview them about a video game from their past that is near and dear to their heart. We talk as much about what they love about that particular game as we do what was special about the context of when they played it. Do you love Spyro the Dragon because it was a way you bonded with your dad over Christmas break in third grade? Do you love Metal Gear Solid because it was the first time you had agency in a game? Or do you love Skyrim because you took an arrow to the knee? Hopefully not that last one. Everyone has that one video game that started something for them or brings them back to a special time in their life. And this podcast is about those stories. If this sounds like something for you, then check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify anytime. Heck, maybe someday you'll join the show and call me by your game. Welcome back to Video Games and Comedy Show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we are talking all things Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we originally did an episode when we were about all of us halfway through the game. PJ was a little farther and um, continues to be uh, forever <laughs> a little farther than us. And um, Perpetually. At that time, you know, we had some guesses on what we thought was kind of going on, but we hadn't seen the end game. Well... You know, if you haven't played the game and you don't mind spoilers, stay. If you mind spoilers, get the fuck out. You know, uh, we're about to go crazy with spoilers here. But it turns out that the end game of this Final Fantasy VII remake was sort of some of the most explosive and dynamic and and had a lot of stuff. It had probably arguably way more to talk about there than the, than the game leading up to that point, even though there was plenty to talk about. Um, so we'll try to keep it, you know, streamlined as best as possible. But the first thing I want to know is, PJ, so you you 100% this game, you platinum this game. I kind of wanted to know a little bit more of the process. You kind of mentioned it earlier, like what it took. But like literally, so you were like having to replay chapters over and over and over, like what, on like greater difficulty? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, there's a new game plus um, in it. And the cool thing about it is that you can... Um, you can skip chapters and just go straight to um, like your favorite part of the game because I mean a lot of it is filler you know what I mean like it's fun uh, the combat makes it fun but like you know you don't want to go back and look for cats for some little girl (laughs) right you know yeah um now i 100 percent did (laughs) yeah yeah um i still went and found those cats because it's important to do that uh, because there's a dating mechanic in the game um and so one of the frustrating things about platinum platinuming this game is um the side missions for tifa and Aerith, and i think it's chapter three for uh for Tifa and maybe like chapter seven for Aerith. Um, if you do all of their side missions and then neglect the other girl's side missions, then you get that girl in a um, uh, like a midnight sneak out <laughs> okay. when you're at Aerith's house. Yeah, you leave the house and then you see um, uh, uh, your date if you will, um, outside and you have like a, um, like a revealing character, uh, thing out there. Right. Um, a moment. So for Aerith, it would be, um, kind of like a, a vision that you have of her. Cause at this point in the story, it's, I think it's like chapter 13. Um, she's already been kidnapped mm-hmm. by Shinra. 
Um, and then Tifa, she'll be outside waiting. Now, if you neglect both of their side missions, Barrett will be outside and you have a little heart to heart with him, which is actually it's actually pretty funny because um, Cloud and him are just such like bros, you know, that they don't really want to open up with each other. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's kind of superficial. But um, Barrett does reveal some information about some new characters in Avalanche that you never met. People that died in the past oh, um, working with him. So he kind of opens up about um, like fighting for these characters that uh, we never get to meet in in either timeline of the OG and the remake games, um, because in in, in um, the greater scope of Final Fantasy Avalanche, the avalanche that we play in is just a proxy of a giant corporation of a giant um, organization that spans the whole world. Um, so we're like a terrorist, a small terrorist cell um, of ISIS, but like right. ISIS is all encompassing. Kind of how I yeah. saw it when I was playing the game. I'm ISIS. <laughs> I'm ISIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot more palatable when you think <laughs> of it. Like, uh, ISIS, yeah, right. ISIS yeah, PSA. Yeah. It's easier to digest. It's a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I am eco terrorists. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, Stephen. And and Sifroth is um, the United States of America. I think of Sifroth as like Obama. I'm trying to defeat Obama in this game. <laughs> You're like, wow. Okay, so regardless of like how you play the game, you will get one of these scenes, right? Like it just depends on who you spent more time with. Kind of like in the OG game with the date. Uh, yeah, the exactly. Saucer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and also like, uh, when you replay it on hard mode, a lot of the battle system changes as well. So for example, the first boss, um, it's like that giant mechanical scorpion looking dude. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, there's a moment where like all the debris falls from the ceiling and there's like two, chunks of debris and you can choose either one to hide behind and he shoots you with a laser beam well i remember like hiding behind one of the debris in hard game in hard new new game plus and he shoots the beam at me and i'm like cool i'm safe and so i charged at him to fight him and then he shot another giant beam so in the hard mode you have to hide behind both debris back to back gotcha so the 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 battle mechanics change especially like hell house that is a completely different battle oh really pj i didn't you mentioned this the other day the anecdote about um the first boss using the laser at both little uh like rubbish shields or whatever they are um but i didn't realize that was only on hard mode because i've been like an idiot just playing on like normal this replay that makes me almost want to start it over and like why wouldn't i do hard it's already so easy absolutely play it on hard mode it's 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 like a new game do i have sort of a question for you off of that pj um you like you said the fight with hell house is a completely different fight does that continue with the bosses and do you like the new fights compared to like the i guess the patterns of the other one the previous yeah, I mean, it continues with all the bosses have different, um, have altered um, strategies to defeat them. Um, and and I think also with like some of the random enemies too, 
Okay. Um, you just have to be a lot more strategic. So, like, you definitely want to utilize Tifa a lot more um, because Stagger. I didn't really, um, I didn't really pay attention to her stagger abilities and how um when you charge up with tifa mm-hmm. i forgot what it was called unbridled strength um unbridled strength like that is a that's a huge part of playing in hard mode because it multiplies the amount of damage that you guys um inflict as a team and you really gotta like increase the percentages by using unbridled strength over and over again so that she can um unleash all of her special abilities and then you switch to cloud and then you can pummel them um even more than on normal mode so it really is um uh you really have to like um plan things out you die and then try it again yeah Yeah. it's it's really good but you can skip around too so like for example, I know I missed a couple of the, the songs, right, from the beginning, because I didn't know you're yeah. supposed to, like, check out the jukeboxes mm-hmm. every time you go into a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just go back and grab those real quick, and then you're done, right, if that's all you wanted to get. Here's the thing, though. You have to. You can go back and grab them, but you have to finish the chapter. At least to the chapter. keep them. Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's interesting. So like, uh, what is... Uh, the thing I was most interested about any of that post-game stuff was really none of the none of like the challenges but like i like i didn't get a whole summit i wanted to get bahamut i think he you have to get mm-hmm. him by like you can't get him in your first run through i don't think right yeah yeah like you really want to max out your materia mm-hmm. to take on someone like bahamut yeah. um and leviathan um mm-hmm. like that that is that pissed me off that that boss battle because right. i took him i took on leviathan on hard mode and it is just impossible to beat him Mm -hmm. um but then um the second to last um i'm trying to think what it is there is like a gauntlet of boss battles that you have to go through um with that little scientist boy that follows you around chadley yeah so in the final um, I think maybe like the second to last chapter, you have like your final encounter with Chadley and he puts you through a gauntlet of all the summons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, um, yeah, Bahamut comes up and it is just impossible because he summons Ifrit. <laughs> oh, <so> you're <laughs> so fighting you have two to summons? Fight, exactly. You have <laughs> to fight so Bahamut and Ifrit awesome. at the same time. And you really have to... Um, you have to mess with your materia to beat it. So I think I made Cloud immune to ice attacks mm-hmm. for it um, so that I could get through Shiva and just like slice through her quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I made someone, I made two other people immune to fire attacks so that they didn't get hurt by Ifrit. Actually, I may even be wrong. I did something to where like Ifrit didn't, didn't cause damage to one person. Mm-hmm. Um because Bahamut has like some countdown and once he gets to zero, he just decimates the team. Um, yeah. You have to have at least like 9000 HP to even survive it. And Dang. you may not even be able to survive it. So um, that that is the hardest one. And then yeah. the final boss in that is like a brand new character um, that wasn't even in the original game. But he's actually kind of easy to beat. It's the Bahamut yeah. that's the most difficult boss. Who is the last character um it's like some 
it's like a mechanical thing. Okay. Um, hmm. It like shoots lava out of its knees at you. It was Tight. actually pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess kind of a segue from all of this post, you know, kind of uh, new game plus talk into maybe some story stuff is like, or where they're going to go with it is, do you think that they are going, you're going to be able to carry your progress from this game into oh, part no two? No way. Yeah. No, because I pre I pretty much maxed out all of my materia. Yeah. Um, platinuming the game. Uh, so there's there's no room for growth. Here's what I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, is it Yuffie? Yuffie? Yeah. Yuffie. Yuffie's Yuffie is going to steal your materia. It ha mm. she has to. Yeah. That's how the games has to start. There, you're going to be. Um, it's a real. Metroid. You're going to have some awesome boss battle in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, you you wake up the next day and all your materia is gone. Sure, Ooh, that got yeah. me really excited. Like, I love the sequel to like a good superhero movie where the opening scene is them fighting like a some new supervillain, and it's like re getting you reacquainted with the character. They might introduce a new one. It's really fun. Um, is that's like what it makes me think of thinking of pj talking about like what if it's the serpent what if you open up and you're fighting oh, the serpent and you can't beat it field? and you guys retreat yeah. and you have to rest and then all your materia is gone and you start off the game like completely defeated yeah. and you have to start from scratch level cool? zero <laughs> it's a real yeah. metroid start yeah. to a game is losing all your ability yeah i mean that but that is you still have your level so you are you saying I, I think there has to be some carryover, right? Well, not if you can get so. to 99 in this, though. Like, right? Mm -hmm. What if you just... Then, where do you go from there? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if you didn't play the first, let's say you just picked up the second, do they put... If that's the case, they would have to put you at some base, like, level. Maybe you can transfer money. I also, I think it might start with the flashback mm -hmm. in, in Calm. Yeah. Because oh. um, you're, like, level one in that yeah. flashback when you're cloud yes or we think we're cloud you know what i mean yeah yeah can, can um, we can we like talk about how i'm sure we're gonna do that but like go through what the, like the story or i feel like you were yeah, starting to touch no, on that I, yeah i wanted i want to do that um first i wanted to kind of get everyone's just oh. basic like uh temperature check on how they felt about the games cool. like uh from from the uh, wall market on, awesome. Kind of what 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 were feelings, Stevens? Let's start with you. Like, what was your what was your big takeaway? What were your feelings going from wall market to the end of the game? Like, how did that leave you? Um, I I kind of loved every minute of this game. Uh, I think my even thinking about it now is just upsetting. Playing <laughs> playing like. Like them releasing these, how they are yeah. is upsetting. But <laughs> I like this as a like as a standalone game was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, they really really delivered. Um, I have like some a few boss fights that I absolutely hated, and I, a few that I was like, this is so fun and great. Mm -hmm. um, uh I think probably my favorite boss fight was like that um uh like tank mm. uh big tank dude that's like you're like inside and there's like columns that you have to like get behind at times. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't 
Yeah, that fight oh, was really fucking was fun. You're, you're playing took, as Barrett and Aerith and Aerith. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that took me a minute to figure out like what I needed to do, like what the mechanic of the boss was, which was really yeah. fun uh, to kind of like figure that out. Um, I absolutely hated the highway. Uh, oh boss. my god! Oh yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> I had to fucking redo that like three times. Uh, but yeah, my overall temperature is like I'm like I fucking loved it. I just my heart sinks knowing that they're releasing these games. How the how they are? It's totally it bums me out. Yeah, but I guess we I did forget they, to they did great. Yeah, I forgot to like to bring that up, and I, I guess that we hadn't gotten to that part yet when we when we did this first part of this episode. But like, um. There was a, there's like a whole section, middle section of this game that is just not in the first game where you're like Barrett and Aerith and like underground and you're looking at like the old, the beasts they're growing down in the basement. Like that shit just straight up was not even close (laughs) to anything we played in the original. Um, And I will say that I also didn't like like that part i thought it was slow i thought it was one of the more filler moments it's kind of slow mm. like i didn't think we got a lot out of that i don't and know how did you guys I, feel that that did have one of my favorite parts in the game though uh where barrett is just fucking mowing yeah. shit down yeah. like on those i can't remember what you're even shooting but uh what are you shooting it's like the materia soldiers it's like they're they're getting infused right the beast. It's like these things in the rafters, right, Mikey? Yeah, oh. yeah. They're. I don't remember what. It might uh, be some larva like, nest, and like you get items out of shit. some of them. Mm. I agree with the definitely the like pace of that mm-hmm. uh, part, but I loved I loved shooting though whatever the fuck those <laughs> was. There, there was a were. fun interaction in that where I think Barrett and Tifa meet up with Cloud, and. Um, Cloud's like, yeah, I, I knew you were here. And Barrett's like, how'd you know? And he's like, who else would shoot up this whole place to get through? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Like the the character interactions with them are so good. Yeah. Like they completely um, nailed the characters. In a way that I think the OG game, like it, it, there was so much implied with that game that they really feel fleshed out for you. And they somehow hit the tone of like what my imagination was of like how they... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because the mm-hmm. writing, because like famously, the localization of that original game is like bad. So, like, a lot of the characterization is implied, like, you're kind of reading between the lines a lot. And in this game, I feel like that's exactly how I pictured these characters, right, right? Yeah, you know, and I love how much of a like a, a douchebag Cloud is. Yeah, he'll just uh-huh. straight up tell, he'll just like tell tifa like you're you're not you're not you're not as pretty as you think you'll see something just like so mean and then all the girls in the game just go oh okay you know that's just cloud all right you know and i don't know why but i like that knowing that cloud is being fake you know knowing the full Mm -hmm. story of the game that he is putting this facade up um yeah yeah you know what's a weird character thing that i'm so surprised that they succeeded in was in the first game, obviously Barrett is, and this has a lot to do with the localization is like very stereotypical and is like, it doesn't, hasn't aged well, you know, looking at his dialogue Mm. and that sort of thing. So, Mm -hmm. but they did this crazy thing with this game where 
they kind of leaned in because you don't hear his voice acting in the first game, of course, but like the way that they had this voice actor sort of embody Barrett and the attitude that, that voice has almost like they tone it down from what we had in the first game, the attitude, but like his general attitude, but um, they almost made it like meet in this perfect middle place almost yeah. of like old and new, like they keep his personality that comes through, but they did a good job in some places of like, you know, maybe taking a little more time in addressing what Barrett's actually saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of interesting to me that that because he still the way he talks is like so like loud. He's big. He's boisterous. But like it almost kind of works in this game. How did you guys feel about him? Yeah, I think he he definitely embodied what I thought barrett would sound like you know mm-hmm. um and since this game is so over the top and crazy i mean we haven't even gotten to the um uh animatronic cat that is one of the main characters in this game <laughs> so like everything is so yeah. heightened in this game but with barrett yeah they 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 still kept him being this um brash um uh you know like triggered angry guy but they also gave him the most emotional moment in the game when the plate falls and he just kind of like breaks down um amongst the rubble and like uh you know you kind of you feel for him you know like uh, all that anger just like dissipated and then he just has this moment of like remembering what this place used to be like it kind of chokes you up a bit um so I, I think like th- having that moment in the game definitely, um, uh, it, I guess it softens the blow of how stereotypical he is. Yeah. What do you think of Barrett Stevens? Uh, definitely a huge blind spot for me. Cause like, I'm going to like him regardless. <laughs> uh, I'm, I loved him so much. Uh, I mean like, yeah, you know, uh, any black character, as a as a young black person, black man growing up, little black child. Anytime there's a black person, I'm like, oh man, this guy's the greatest. <laughs> yeah. So I have such fond memories of connecting so hard the first time I played uh, FF7 when I was much younger. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he's you know he he they really they really have him. Uh, Blacking it up, uh, I'll say. <laughs> Those were the yeah. notes to the voice actor, right? I yeah, heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his, the notes were just a picture of Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's this ridiculous version of black people, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not the good person to ask about it because I'm like, yeah, it's still great. Yeah. He's still great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought they, I thought they handled it well. I thought they... Um, they both honored the original and and did give him uh, like the depth, uh, to to I think maybe you know pull off like 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 what what would a person that's you know this uh, surface on the surface like just so angry all the time mm-hmm. what's what's behind that and why and uh sort of answer those questions so I think they they did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think he's the most enjoyable character to hang out with and and like watch in the game. Like he's 
like it's not cloud <laughs> that's for sure yeah. like you know <laughs> right. it's it's barrett you really want barrett's take on every part of it so like what you it, want him in your party the whole the time, whole time because the re- other if, if he's not in there it's kind of a humorless journey <laughs> like there's nothing sure. happening you know there's nothing no no good yeah but, uh, like tifa and Aerith are almost like too sincere and cloud is like boring and and mm-hmm. angsty so like Stoic. yeah Barrett has mm-hmm. to provide that yeah so yeah, yeah. um connor uh i want to hear quickly from you like what was your what was your like uh last half of the game take like how did you feel about it because i want to move on to pj and i think that's going to like bridge us into like cool theory stuff so. sounds great um yeah my journey of the second half was even better than the first and more enjoyable for me um of course, like this comes with like me remembering when I was playing this in April and May, because I of course I just returned to the final battle to finish it the other day finally. Yeah. So it's Your been last a while. Three minutes. Of truly. <laughs> yeah. So so it's been a while. However, that being said, I do look upon the end of the game, the last ha- the second half, more fondly, because I think that I don't know if this was this, you know, me adapting to the game slower or the way the game is built and tries to like guide you a certain path, but I will say that it there was almost like a certain moment in the second half of the game where I had to like reassess how I was, you know, equipping my characters, mm-hmm. my strategies in battle because I think I was just like I don't remember if there was a specific battle where I was like, "All right, Connor, we've got to have a talk about this." Yeah. But I think it was maybe more of a gradual thing to like for me to take ownership over how I would equip characters with like materia, specific equipment. Even I think and you know what, I, if I'm being honest, I think a lot of that came from talking to you guys about the game and stuff that PJ was saying about Tifa was stuff mm-hmm. that I hadn't considered like, hey, you know, if she's going to be in there and be your brawler, you're going to want to, of course, have the chakra materia. You want to use unbridled strength. You, then you want to build their defense. Then you just want to, you know, pound on characters and build that stagger. So chakra I think, of the world. Dude, sh- the, <laughs> do you remember the, when Dane Cook uh, popularized the chakra? I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. Anyway, yeah. I just felt like there was a, like this game, um, <laughs> did a really good job of at least giving me an opportunity to adjust and like take ownership over the, like the way that I built my characters. So yeah, I loved that. I love the game despite, you know, taking a basically two month break from finishing the final battle. (laughs) There weren't, I played on normal mode. There were, I tried to like find everything in this game, but there's Mm -hmm. still a lot I didn't find. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, Mm -hmm. I was trying to be very thorough, but it was awesome. There's also a couple bosses that I didn't like, specifically the same one that Steven said that like yeah. that like car boss hated, that. hated yeah, it. Car, car yeah. boss, and and you feel like you're so close to the end at that point because yeah. you know mm-hmm. you know the game's over when you get out of Midgar. So you're like, just get me the fuck through this. It's also <laughs> like a weird time. I feel like for a boss because uh, you're you know you're on a f- fucking like freeway mm-hmm. right yeah. so there's all this like motion and you're moving and you're moving and then you're just like i got fucking stuck yeah. like straight up stuck at that boss and had to fight him like four or five times before i finally got it yeah uh yeah i thought so my my thing with the the last half of the game was i was just like 
by that point, the game had hooked me so much that I, I, I just they really couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, minus that like little hiccup where they, like, like uh, you have to go down into the basement and like do a bunch of weird stuff that I wasn't familiar with. Anything that I was even semi familiar with, I was like, I am all about this. I, I was like really not liking some of the choices they were making. Like uh, Wedge survives. I think Biggs survives and yes. Jesse might be dead, but, but they like keep, they kept like not killing off the characters that really make that scene. So such an impact, you know? And I was like, did you, I you know I had all these theories right like did they just not kill Wedge because he's voiced by the guy from Break by Badger from Breaking Bad you know yeah. like are they just <laughs> like why why are, contractually yeah why are they not killing them off are they or are they like um make like they are they watering it down you know like yeah. uh, is hmm. that sort of what they're doing but then you know you get to this part where you're climbing the wall to get to the Shinra building which I thought was just so well done and then you get to the Shinra building and I was like I don't think I mean I couldn't have done that better myself if I had to dream up how I would do that you know in a game they took it in such a weird direction like when you get into that museum of all of the (laughs) President Shinra's people that was fucking dope Yeah, that was really dope yeah mm-hmm. I, oh just i just like that yeah yeah it was it was it was really cool and they just like you could tell the game like not only like was really into final fantasy 7 shit like they really liked their lore but they mm-hmm. also like really rewarded people who played the hell out of that game with in the 90s so PJ, uh, I want to hear how you felt about like the last half of the game, and maybe you can help segue us into kind of what happens after you beat that road boss, and some of the implications of like you know uh, par- multiple uh, you know timelines and uh, Sephiroth's uh, seven seconds quote and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, and I want to get into um, why I think keeping these characters alive is so important for the series moving forward. And I think it's a matter of false hope. Um, And I'll I'll get into that later. Um, In terms of like the... the second half of the game, like, what would you consider is like the starting point of the second half? I'm going to just say Wall Market. Wall Market. Wall Market, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was brilliant. Just seeing that place come alive and, um, all the shady underground stuff happening there. (laughs) I loved it. Also the way that they approached the cross-dressing stuff, um, especially in modern times, they completely embraced it. And I thought that was like the smartest, um, um, most, uh, like PC way of doing that. I was tense for that scene i was like no 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 and they and i do think they fucking land the plane jeremy in fact before this game came out like months ahead when we were like hey yeah this is coming out this time i i remember specifically you citing that scene and being like i don't know how this is gonna go well (laughs) but kind of like they do with you know bear it a little bit is that this game despite being a game that like has several camera shots that start on like tifa's boobs and then move to someone (laughs) else or move uh, up to her 
It's Dis- not flawless by any means. It's not, but despite <laughs> being a game that does that, it there was a few both of those two other two moments that were the big bigger some of the bigger ones. I feel like they threaded the needle very well, so I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um and and that dance sequence with Cloud, uh Chef Kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chef's kiss on it. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Just yeah, like you, you play the game as this angsty, like emo kid, you know, and then he just embraces this, uh, uh, this dance, and then like, um, also when he, when Cloud actually does have the dress on and, um, and leaves the place, like you play as Aerith, mm-hmm. and you just see how embarrassed Cloud is, mm-hmm. um, and you have to approach him. I thought that was so funny. Here's another cool fun tidbit of replaying the game so um not only is there a date mechanic in the game there is also a an Aerith dress mechanic as as well as um tifa and oh. cloud mm-hmm. um so there's three different dresses for each of them depending on the choices you make throughout the game so you really have to play hard mode um to platinum it with a strategy guide because there's a lot of um uh, variables that go into the choices. But with Aerith, it has the funniest payoff at the end. So I think it's the um, the red dress is like the best dress. And the cutscene that happens um, is so cool because Cloud leaves um, Dawn's house and um, what what's the redhead? Oh, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny comes and introduces like the new and improved, the uh, the glamorous Aerith um, to you. And if she has the red dress on, he has a red carpet and he rolls it out for her. And she walks in slow motion and fireworks go off. <laughs> and she's got like the bokeh background yeah. and she looks incredible. And everyone's like. Um, hollering for her and that everyone's like thirsty as she walks by the second dress is um, it's a red dress but it's a little bit of a plainer dress mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't have the red carpet I don't think um, fireworks may still go off but it's like an in-between middle ground the third dress is a very ugly pink dress and her <laughs> hair is kind of like kind of done but like uh, like just very cheaply done. It's very poor. Uh, and um, mm. the the cutscene begins with um a bunch of like rats. Like it, <laughs> it 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 pans by a bunch of rats and like a um uh a um uh, like a homeless dog, like a scruffy <laughs> dog. And the 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 rat and the dog like walk up with Aerith, and she's like embarrassed. Oh, no. <laughs> and the music is like kind of like wonk 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 And then she she's embarrassed by her dress, and she's like, uh, "It doesn't look that bad, does it, Cloud?" And Cloud's like, "We need to get going." <laughs> 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 Let's just fucking do this. Dude, if you don't want to do the That's platinum run through, like just watch the cutscenes going from the glamorous dress to the shitty dress, and it, <laughs> it is just it's so funny. This game is hilarious. Yeah. Um 
but uh yeah and and like when you get to shinra like that's that was incredible it was just such a good introduction to the villain corporation of the game when you get to that hologram room Mm -hmm. i was i was like floored by it that was incredible and you get to see what the ancient city looked like back Mm -hmm. then yeah that was cool and you, you also get to see a fully realized um image of what um, Midgar is going to look like because Midgar is a, a city that is still being built, you know? Um, I know one of the plates fell, but the other plates, like they still, you can still see the rafters. You mm-hmm. can still see um, some of the construction going on. Um, and it looks completely different in that video. It's like, it looks like the PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> it's like white. Yeah. It's like a white uh, city. Yeah. So um it is weird. It that's is like gonna be heavenly. exciting. Like yeah. it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everything's white and ethereal. Um so yeah, like the things that they like let us into are incredible. And then also the fake out death scene of Barrett. Yeah. Oh that, wow. That was that shocked me right. when that happened. Right. That really fucked with my head. Yeah. And I think this is a good point to get into like the theory stuff yeah. of why stuff like that was happening. Um, just to preface, like a lot of this information came from this really good streamer called Maximilian Dude, and he usually does like fighting games, but he's like a diehard Final Fantasy fan. And he went on um, uh, a uh, he went on a podcast called Spoiler Mode by the guys. They used to be the game trailers guys, and they mm-hmm. went off and made their own oh. production company. Um, I forgot what it's called, but. Um, He talked about a lot of these theories and I was playing hard mode when I listened to this podcast and it made me love the game so much. That's why I wanted to platinum it. Yeah. Um, Because they put a lot of work into this game. So the big theory is this is not a remake. This is a full on direct sequel to Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, the OG version of it, is the bad ending. So um, one of the creators said that the ending of the original game is a world devoid of humans. So that is actually bad, right? Because <laughs> um, you I mean, see, not to me, but I get <laughs> not to me either, right? <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> I know. But like the the ending shot is um, Red 13 and you see him with his children and and everything has been grown over. Right. Um, So. um, So here's what I think is happening. Sifiroth that you see is from the future. This is Sifiroth from um, Advent Children. So he is more of a an entity that is. he's not really a being he's he's more of like an energy at this point right because he has his offspring that bring him back to life and then that's when that big fight scene happens at the end of the movie um have you guys seen advent children no it's been a a minute for me too but it but like it's par for the course with sephiroth because that's what happens at the end of the og game also like sephiroth was always just a specter in the OG mm-hmm. game. Like uh, he was never a real corporeal being yeah. until, yeah. and that's because you have to go all the way to the center of the planet to like see him. He's like encased in ice or crystal or whatever. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you used the word corporeal? 
<laughs> that was incredible. Good, also, good I have call. a request. Never, maybe. <laughs> Jeremy, can you, while we're having this discussion, uh, make a sound a clip that just goes, Sephiroth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> Every sure. time we say his name. Every time please. he gets mentioned, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I want to dive back into PJ's theory. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so... Um, Okay, so the first time you meet Sifroth, everything's normal. The game goes on uh, as it does in the OG game. And then you have this cutscene where um, Sifroth comes up and you see um, the town of Calm burning in Midgar, right? You can see like the old houses. They look like the old uh, like cottage looking mm-hmm. houses on fire. And then you go down the alleyway and you see Sifroth for the first time. None of that happens in the original game. That's Sifroth from the future coming back in time to haunt Cloud. And he is, and only Cloud can see him, right? So um, he is infecting Cloud's mind and trying to stop him from um, experiencing the events of the original game. So when that cutscene happens, it kills like maybe three, four minutes of the game, right? Um, and so everything is shifted on the timeline about five minutes. So when you get to Aerith, she's already leaving at this point in Remake. She's on her way to go back home. But the ghosts of the past, what are they called? The Watchmen of Fate? The Whispers? The, plot the ghosts, Whispers. The yeah. Whispers, yeah. yeah. Those are plot ghosts. Mm-hmm. Those are... Um, those are the Watchmen who were trying to keep everything on the same narrative plane as the original game. Right. So the reason why they swirl around Aerith is they're trying to keep her in place so Cloud can meet her. Right? Mm-hmm. Because Sifroth killed a bunch of time. Um, so Sifroth is just like doing very minor things in this game to shift the events from happening. Um, For the listener at home, PJ has on two pairs of glasses and is looking at an unfurled scroll right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yarn connecting to photographs. Um, I make that joke, but I honestly think that th- all this shit deserves this attention. So I'm so like happy to hear yeah. that PJ is whispers into this. to me were. I I agreed to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the whispers to me are like uh, they were so annoying. Until I started to come around to that idea that, oh, they are not trying to stop you or hurt you. They're trying to keep you going in the direction that things would have gone. Like, so in the church, PJ, I'm sure you were going to maybe reference where Aerith falls. Like, that was a death fall. But the, yeah. but the whispers grab her and put her back on the church, like on the on the beams and the church roof. And then later when Barrett gets stabbed, it's similar where they help him out. They make, you know, he comes back to life. Um, exactly. Because yeah. they're keeping it all like copacetic, like how it used to be. Exactly. So they help Cloud and the crew a lot, but also you have to fight them at certain points, mm-hmm. which is confusing, right? They are stalling for time at that point. Um, again, they're trying to keep you on the same narrative track as the original game. So there is a point in the game where um, when uh, Cloud goes to sleep, right? Because the next day they're going to 
I think they're going to go hit up uh, like the second reactor and destroy that. Um, and he has like a vision as he falls asleep. One of the ghosts like leans into him and says, um, what is it? Uh, bu- 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 dream the sweetest of dreams, something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. The reason why it, it says that it's the only time they speak is they're simply just trying to make cloud sleep in. So yeah. he doesn't wake up on time <laughs> to go to the reactor, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and um, same thing with um, like Wedge. So Wedge survives the fall um, off of the, um, the the tower, the structure, right? And he originally dies at that point, but somehow he gets a grappling hook and he, he stays alive. Um, when you get to Shinra HQ... He's there and he's trying to help you and he should not be there. He's completely throwing everything off by assisting you at that point. And then the ghosts straight up kill him and throw him out of the building. And he dies in a similar fashion to how he died in the original game. Again, they're keeping it on track. So now in the future, in future games, when Cloud and Tifa and them reference Wedge dying, he still died the same way. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, I feel like this. The correct me if I'm wrong, and I meant to re-listen to part one of this episode that we did way back in April. But I feel like we, which isn't not to like pat ourselves on the back, but we kind of speculated that these things were just arbiters of fate, trying to keep it on the same track as the original. Yeah, I think to me at that point though, it wasn't clear to what extent yes. these things were happening because. Uh, so, you know, you're saying that Sephiroth PJs from the future and these whispers are helping fate along. Well, in one, in a theory that I read too, it's quite possible that Aerith is also from the future, uh, based on a lot of dialogue that she says some stuff to the point of like, uh, I mean, this may not be verbatim, but like, Hey, you shouldn't fall in love with me yet. Like almost like it's not time. Like you're supposed to do that later. Totally. That's exactly what I think is happening. I think that um, the original game ends, you know, with it's like a close up shot of Aerith Mm -hmm. and then all the 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 Mako, the Mako energy, you know, comes slivering about. Right. 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 I think that game ends and she reawakens in remake. And she knows about all of the events that have happened. Yeah. But she, the earth is telling her, no, you have to go back because Sifiroth has come back in time. So when the opening shot of remake happens, she's reawakening right from that point of the original game ending. And then she hears something and she, I think she thinks she hears Sifiroth has come Mm -hmm. back. And that's why she looks over and then she runs away. Um, and then the game begins and it has Fuck. that cool swooping shot. That's this crazy. game is a loop. It's yeah. a time loop. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about really quick the Sephiroth cloud battle at the edge of creation uh, <laughs> that happens where they do that sword fight and like <laughs> his, his sword goes flying and it's like totally a moment where Sephiroth could just kill Cloud, but instead he whispers in his ear. Uh, what is the line exactly? Do we have it? It's like seven seconds until the end. And then he says, time enough for you, perhaps... What will you do with it? Yeah. And fun, uh, do you know fun the little tidbit? Yeah. He's going for the Omni Slash. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is the, hmm. uh, I didn't know this, but it takes uh, the, in the 
original game, when Sephiroth kills Aerith, he is on screen for exactly seven seconds. So what he's most likely referencing is kind of what I thought, which was Aerith's, Aerith's death, right? Um, which I don't, I like, I don't know if the developers like did that on purpose. That like the game is called Final Fantasy VII. He's on screen for seven seconds. Now it's seven seconds. Is like this thing in the remake, but it it fits so perfectly in mm-hmm. with what we've already kind of been talking about. Is that he's like this is gonna happen, and the fact that Aerith might even know that the implications of that are just like can, really. Can crazy. I share a tidbit on your tidbit? Yeah. Nothing, nothing I love more than a tit on a tid. Uh, a double bit. A double bit. Is that I heard the same, I saw the same sort of speculation when doing some research for this, Jeremy. I also saw some speculation where someone was like, hey, we actually debugged that and saw that specifically in your manual, like there's some like electronic manual in the game that lets you know that the seven seconds is referring to like the time that it takes the meteor to hit the game in the the planet in the original one or something like mm. that so it's it could be it's almost like not that it's like throwing us off the scent of what it really is but someone was speculating that it's like yeah stopping the meteor well let me throw a tidbit on a tidbit oh, on, on a, a tidbit, tidbit. Oh, for this oh, triple yes. tip oh, so the chapter select actually says um Cloud has seven seconds to save the world. Okay. So it's actually just a part of this game. Talking about what's happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I think given how much um uh thought that they've put into this game, I wouldn't be surprised that they purposely made it seven seconds and referenced how long it took to kill Aerith. Because Aerith's death in video games is the equivalent of Darth Vader. Um, telling Luke he's daddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy VII is a Star Wars of video games. Yeah. Um, and so they are really taking the time and giving it the care that it deserves because I think it represents like games. I mean, like, literally there's of, like, characters story. called Biggs and Wedge in Final Fantasy yeah. VII who are, that those are Luke's friends <laughs> in Star Wars. That's what they're exactly. named after. Uh, yeah. the, la- the last thing is the, uh, alternate timeline thing sort of like, I mean, none of this is confirmed quote unquote, but sort of confirmed with the, like the, the dog being different, uh, differently mm-hmm. used in the Zach part the versus bag of chips. Yeah. So you have cloud in the gang. They're kind of like leaving the city as we see Zach and, and cloud are entering, meaning mm-hmm. that on some other timeline, Zach has survived but it's perhaps not the timeline that they're currently in. So what do what do we think so far? And I, I think this is probably, we're just going to have to speculate, but what do we think that moment represents? Like, are we going to, in the part two, play through two different timelines? Um, or are we just seeing, you know, what are we seeing there, do we think? Um, I think... And and when I say think, I mean I'm I'm regurgitating something I've heard on YouTube. Um, but what I think, and it made a lot of sense to me, was that moment was the moment that because you're fighting fate uh, before you fight Sephiroth, you're fighting you know those three little like uh, entities that are a part of that giant entity that are, is like the ultimate arbiter of fate. It's all the wisp. It's the whispers in their final form. Uh, so once you defeat that. 
and defeat Sephiroth, the idea that I've heard that is interesting to me is that at that point, you have knocked this game off of the original timeline tracks and that you are on a new track now. I don't know if that means we're going to get to play multiple timelines, but if that means they can, you know, they're not on their original track, then mm-hmm. how far do they go with that? I don't see them, you know, blowing the story away and being like, nope, this is a completely alternate story that you never got at the last two thirds of the game. I don't see that. With the multiple times timeline theories, that would almost be a possibility. Yeah. I don't see that. I think we're going to stay, but I think they might tweak with bigger things throughout the game as, as we play through the other two thirds of it. That's Do my, we that's think my speculation. that the characters are going to cross that threshold and then start to kind of clock and be aware that they are now in a different time? Like, do you think they're going to notice the dog and Maybe. then be like, wait a minute, this is different? Huh. Possibly. I think Aerith wants to keep everyone in the dark as much right. as she can because if they are self-aware, then they may try to stop things from happening the way that they did, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think, um, well, Mikey, do you, do you have any thoughts? Cause I'm about to go like, you know, go hard deep into it. No, PJ's I, gonna go I, to I, X I, again, mode. I came here to listen to you, <laughs> yes, I know this. uh, but, but I mean, it, it's specifically with the Zach stuff. I remember I, I, I should have done revisited it, but I, I can't remember the like crisis core mm-hmm. timeline, I guess, and how it connects. Um, and I, it, it's making me want to go and play that game and kind of like, it, it's making me want to, uh, research anything and everything Final Fantasy seven. So you brought up Advent children. I'm like, mm-hmm. I should rewatch that. And seeing Zach, I'm like, I should play crisis core. Cause it's like, I kind of want to have for the next iteration, the next, uh, release of this. I want to like have a lot of tertiary yeah. knowledge. Like I want to know about these alternate uh you know potential um mm-hmm. storylines but no no go x games well remember um let's, back let's. then when advent children came out that was kind of like the um that was the crescendo of uh the compilation of final fantasy 7 so they released other games like dirge of cerberus played it uh, where you play as vincent right played it and wasn't like wasn't it. there like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I heard it was pretty bad. It was a mobile phone game, right? Dirge of Service is on the PS2, but there is a mobile phone game. There's Crisis Core, which is probably the best one. That was the PSP game that yeah. uh, you can emulate now if you want to play that one and go through it. I think I might do that. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't remember which game it was, but like I heard that um, this is maybe a spoiler about Rufus. Do you guys care to, oh, to find wow. out? Um, I think one Let of the games you well you find out that Rufus is the leader of Avalanche. Whoa! He actually is controlling the terrorist organization that is that was taking on his dad. Oh, Dang. yeah! And I think all of that is going to play into remake coming up. Um, because now we actually see the other proxies of Avalanche because they came in. There was just that there was that one moment where you had that battle. They rescued. Um, yeah. yeah, and Wedge gets his ass bit off uh-huh. by a dog. <laughs> oh, and then uh, this other entity of Avalanche comes in, and then they just disappear, and you never see them again. And also that other guy, like that that Rouge? Um, 
Rouge comes up yeah. too. And I think that's going to be interesting. Mm. Um, again, this is all like stuff regurgitated from Maximilian, dude. You should listen to that podcast. Stop listening to this and listen to him talk about it because <laughs> yeah, he explains yeah, it yeah. so much yeah. better. From and and, and, and Rouge, you know what? Like, Go ahead and subscribe yeah. to their Patreon. Patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. Rouge, like, you know, when he came in, I think we talked about it uh, yeah, on the worst, last... worst day of my life when Rouge came in. Yeah, he is so cartoonish <laughs> and so um, anime-ish that it kind of like killed it for me. But he comes in, he's specifically just a boss battle in the game. But um, he's also kind of psychotic, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, everyone is ta- everyone that talks about him is like, oh no, Rouge is here. We got to get out of here. Like even the soldiers you're fighting yeah. against, they're like, oh no, we got to get, we got to bounce. They're like, fuck yeah, this, this guy's guy. nuts. Yeah, we don't even want to be around him. <laughs> I think he is going to really embody soldier and the effects of becoming a soldier because all of the Mako energy, mm. um, I think um, Aerith, Aerith's mom says it to Cloud when she tells him that he should leave she said you made your choice by becoming a soldier mm-hmm. and so because of that i don't want you around Aerith, and so you should leave he's gonna lose his mind because of all the mako poisoning and i think we're seeing we're gonna see that with rouge where in the first game in remake he is so outlandish and so cartoonish and so over the top and psychotic and then you're gonna see him slowly deteriorate Gate like throughout the games, Oof. and then you're gonna pity him by the end of it. Wow, that's what I think. That's wild. Happen. If they could make me pity Rouge, I mean they they've really done. Bravo! Because <laughs> I wouldn't hate that be him. amazing? Yeah. yeah. Um, what if by the end he's like, "Come on, one more fight, one more right. fight," and Cloud's like, "No, well, just I mean, just leave." And probably what was probably my favorite part of Final Fantasy VII period in the in the original game. There's that whole sequence where Cloud's like in a wheelchair, like Cloud's like devastated yeah. by Mako energy and just like the things that have gone on with him, and to the point where he can't even move, and it takes like like undoing all that trauma to get him back into where he's in fighting mode again. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, um, um, uh, 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 what was it? Hang on, I lost my, my train of thought now. Um, I have a, while PJ's thinking, I have a, another thing soundbite. I'd love to have prepared for the rest of this episode. Jeremy, right? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the, um, <laughs> is the, like a soldier boy, uh, like, for every time we say soldier, it's just you, you and then bang, bang, bang. <laughs> soldier boy. I told him. Yeah. For every so time we say let's soldier. say it a lot in a row, so then it's ju- it's a long sound clip that plays after yeah. each one. Yeah. Or just soldier boy. I told him would work. Soldier yeah. boy. Tell Did you get your thought yet back? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the track we were on was Zach coming back, right? Um, and also <laughs> Wedge staying alive, and then Biggs staying alive and then potentially Jesse might still be alive. Um, right. I think from a, um, from a writer's perspective, um, they are giving us false hope by keeping someone like Biggs alive. Um, if they're, if Zach and Biggs are alive, then who knows, maybe we could keep Aerith alive Right now that, um, you know, the, the plot ghosts are dead. They're no more. What else is going to change in the game? And I think um, 
we're all going to be hopeful that we can keep Aerith alive through the rest of the game. But I think when she does die, it's going to be even more devastating than the original game. And it, it may even come out of nowhere mm-hmm. to where Ooh. it's like, fuck, I thought that she was going to stay alive. They're going to ju- they're going to rip our hearts out again with Aerith dying. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's weird that- because I feel like that is a good choice. Like if you're thinking mm-hmm. about it as an artist or like as a writer, like I think that that's kind of the only way you could go. You wouldn't want to release something where it kept her alive. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, that would just really just take the piss out of the original game. It would, really, I don't know. You know, yeah. it's really interesting yeah. hearing you talk about this PJ. Cause it makes me think that I, I really do love the idea of them, you know, of, of like everyone, whether it's Sephiroth, Aerith, cloud unknowingly, you know, messing with this new timeline or whatever. And like, get it kicking it off the tracks but it almost would be like a very sad and kind of right up your alley pj like devastatingly poetic if after all of this when they do away with these you know like whispers that at the end of it they are still unfortunately going to like have the same reality that they had after the first one almost mm. that's just i mean an idea but that would hurt yeah. but also be like oh i get it yeah I mean yeah. that is that is so nihilistic. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that reality, right? What if, of what if so, we gave you a second chance, alternate reality, same shit happens. It's yeah. like oh yeah. my god. It really is. Yeah. And I guess on that thought is like, okay, if the whispers are let's say they are gone, is I don't assume that they would introduce some other like being or mysterious like things, but maybe it's just reality just like snaps its fingers and is like, no, this person's gone or whatever. However that looks. Well, we may also see alternate timelines. Like what if Zack stays alive and then we we switch back and forth between Cloud's timeline and Zack's timeline. And what if by the end of the whole um, remake series, like they team up at the end and take on Sifiroth, you know? Yeah, two busters, <gasps> two busters, Could you, Dude, two omni slashes, <laughs> two, two big, big old buster slashes. That's yeah. Can you imagine? Too much. And here's what I think: I think the next game, I think they're gonna keep the theme of um, re happening. It's gonna go from remake. To the second game will be reunion because that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. all of the uh. um, the the uh. the failed soldier experiments. They're all they trying to get to the reunion to bring Sifroth back. And then I think the third game is going to be called Reawakening because then that's when um, Aerith comes back and saves the planet from Meteor. And how many gigabytes right? is it going to be? <laughs> Good question. Good question. <laughs> how many yeah. gigs we that talking? That is cool, though. I, I love that. Unreal Engine 5. <laughs> Give it to me. Unlimited. Unlimited. Guys, I think that's going to have to wrap us up for this episode of Video Games and Comedy Show. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. PJ, also, thank you so much for bringing your expertise along. Uh, all of that uh, research and um, just hours dedicated to playing the game. Yeah, the two-hour podcast that I listened to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the two-hour podcast. Thank you to those boys over at Game Trailers for uh, making that happen for us. Hey, why don't we go ahead and do a round of plugs, though, before we get out of here. Uh, Mikey Stevens, let's start with you. Uh, water. Yeah, my plug is for water. <laughs> yeah. Drink water, man. It's yeah, good for plug you, that water bro. up, take a bath. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. PJ? That's it. 
Um, yeah, I want to plug um, TikTok. Yeah. Um, it's it's coming back. I think everyone's going to really, uh, I think it's going to blow up soon. I think it's going to get even bigger <laughs> than it is now. Sure, so be sure to jump sure. on that bandwagon. Carter McCabe, what do you got going on these days? Support local businesses. <laughs> um, uh, I'll give real plugs because I have, I have stuff I desperately want people to watch and listen to. Um, the first is, uh, yeah. if you, uh, would like to follow me on social media, you can do that at Connor underscore McCabe. Um, and then I also occasionally stream on Twitch. I'm hoping to do that soon more, maybe with fall guys. Hopefully. I mean, let's just do that. Uh, and you can follow me at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And then lastly is I'd love for you to check out my show. Uh, call me by your game. This is a, Uh, My podcast where I have a friend on, I've had all three of these fellers on before to talk about um, a game that's special to them and why. And we dive in not only what they love about the game, but what was special about the context when they played it. Specifically, recently we had, technically I realized you're a three-time champion of that show, Mr. Mikey Stevens. Like you had your own episode, you were on the first, you know, group episode Uh co-op of Breath of the Wild. And then you hosted an episode that I got to be on, uh... That's true. I have I been on your show more than yes, anyone you have. Else? Jeremy's been on twice. That's and fucking, Greg twice. What an now. honor! Yeah, what so an honor. You should be. I'm you're honored. you're wonderful. It, so listen to two things: the episode that uh, Mikey hosted with me, episode thirty, talking about Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr., which is a part of the baseball spotlight we're doing for the show. Uh, we have we're also going to cover MVP baseball, backyard baseball, and lastly which is the second co-op episode we're doing is super mega baseball three with myself, Greg Smith and Ben Wheatmarsh. And, uh, so check that out. It's, it will have a preview for it, but it is, it is a part of our Patreon at super NPC radio. So it costs you the money to listen to me. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. As Connor said before, we're doing some wacky stuff over there on the Patreon, so you can go check it out if you want. You know what I recommend is that you you just go on there, you pay the $5, you pirate everything we got on there, and then you just unsubscribe. You just quit immediately. Yeah, don't That's listen to it. Do. Don't That's listen to it or do. consume it. Just pirate it straight Pirate up. it, and then you can put it out there online for free for other people. On your um, Patreon. On on your own Patreon. I recommend the mm-hmm. exact same thing, but yeah. then the next month. <laughs> yeah. Get on that Patreon. You subscribe $10 at the $10 level, pirate everything, pirate then, then just unsubscribe. And you know what? You, you know do what it the I'm next saying? month because lo and behold, we have more content on there for the next month. Uh, we do have a weekly show on there called Super NPCs. Connor and I just did a sprawling a double dose of Wii. We did the we covered the entire Wii Virtual Console and then all of WiiWare, the independent games that were featured on the Wii's shop it was uh it was a beautiful nightmare is how i would describe talking (laughs) about all that stuff it was great but we got a lot more great stuff coming on uh coming out weekly and monthly for certain shows july is supposed to have something coming out uh this week to literally tomorrow uh i still don't know what it is does he know what it is probably he doesn't know what it is but it'll be something audio (laughs) recorded uh and with that hey um you know uh just uh, uh what's a good quote from the game um like don't soldier don't, boy so don't go to the live stream don't fall in that 